Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 98. Yuri wants to help us all live life in a body we love. So Yuri, where do we start? Where do we start loving our bodies? (laughs) I know that's a loaded grand question. (laughs) Sorry about that. That's okay. I mean, that's like the the golden question of life, I guess, almost. (laughs) Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today, we have an excellent guest. He's none other than Yuri Elkame, New York Times bestseller, former professional soccer player, and a top fitness health expert who has helped over 500,000 500, people worldwide. And just like many of our guests, his road to helping people heal themselves began because he had health issues that Western medicine could not fix. A story we've never heard before, right? Hmm. (laughs) Yuri has a goal of empowering 100 million people by 2040. Great goal. With the knowledge and means to live a healthy life. And by the looks of it, he is well on his way. He has appeared on the Dr. Oz show, Yahoo News, and is a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author with his book, the all-day energy diet. We're so honored to be speaking with Yuri today, but before we get to our interview, we just have to tell you about today's sponsor. Our sponsor today is the Global Healing Center, where you can get 20% off any Global Healing Center brand product. So that includes their supplements and their cleanses. Oxy Powder is a safe and effective colon cleanse product that uses the power of oxygen to gently cleanse and detoxify your entire digestive tract and relieve bloating, gas, and occasional constipation. And now they have bottles starting only at $12.95. So if you just want to try it without getting one of the large bottles, I think, you know, that was a great move on their part because their large bottles are more expensive. And even though it's a better value to buy a larger bottle, you can still start out at a $12.95 level. Emphasis on move. Did you write that on purpose? <laughs> I don't think you did. I didn't even think about it. But I'm going to point it out. Definitely. And of course, they still have our old favorites, the Parfait Visage Wrinkle Reducing Cream, and my favorite, the Aqua Spirit Refreshing Spray. Oh, so refreshing. So good. <laughs> and I recently discovered their O2s app, which is like the ozonated olive oil and it helps with eczema and acne, which a lot of people have asked us about. And I did say, if you're dealing with eczema or acne, you've got to look at your candida, you've got to look at your dairy intake, but also this O2s app might be helpful to you if those are two things that aren't your problem. Check it out. It's only $29.95 plus 
20% off our discount plus free shipping. So lots of great products. Food Heals Nation, check them out at globalhealingcenter.com and use the discount code FOODHEALS for 20% off any Global Healing Center brand product at checkout. Next up, our interview with Yuri. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Today, we're here with holistic nutritionist, fitness expert, and former pro soccer player, Yuri Elkane. Yuri is a dedicated health and fitness coach with millions of views on his YouTube channel. We love his YouTube channel. There is so much great information. Check it out, Food Heals Nation. But let's get started. Welcome, Yuri. How's it going, ladies? Good to be here. We're so glad to have you. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. So we just went through your bio, but can you tell us a little bit in your own words about who you are and what you do? So who am I at my core? Really, I'm a teacher uh, with a passion in health as well as actually entrepreneurship as well. I do love teaching, you know, marketing and business because that's what I've spent a lot of my time doing for the past decade. But, you know, before all that started, my whole journey was really about playing soccer. Actually, when I was a kid, I wanted to play pro soccer. And so I devoted all of my teenage years to pursuing that. And I gave up family vacations, all sorts of different job opportunities. And I was just really committed to doing that. So I was able to do that for three years in my early 20s. It was an awesome experience. And then I just, I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it was an interesting transition for me. But in that process, I didn't realize that being fit was masking my health issues. So I had really bad, from a young age, really bad asthma and really bad eczema that lasted up into my mid-teens, had digestive issues at the same time, had no idea what any of this stuff meant. I was sleeping 10 to 12 hours a day, falling asleep on the couch after school, really just feeling lethargic. And at the time, I was active, but I had really no idea how to really be healthy. I was eating, you know, microwave dinners, processed food. I was, you know, racing my brother home after school to eat the last hot dog in the fridge. Right. You know, stuff like that. And it all culminated in me losing all of my hair when I was 17 years old. So I was my last year of high school. And in the space of six weeks, I lost all of my hair. And just to give you some context, my dad is Moroccan. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of hair. Right. Um, (laughs) Thick eyebrows, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And... So that was a rude awakening. And I, I, again, I didn't know what was going on. My doctor or many of the other traditional doctors that I'd visited really had no solutions. They diagnosed me with an, uh, an autoimmune condition called alopecia. Mm-hmm. But their solution was to inject my head with cortisone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, thanks. That's okay. Good so, for you. Yeah. So what, what was that process like? Because that had to be really traumatic. Well, to be honest with you, it was... And and maybe my memory is a little bit skewed. You know, it's always tough to remember 20 years ago. But mm-hmm. I don't think it was as traumatic as you would think it would be. I had a really good support network of, you know, close friends and family. And I think I was just a fairly well-adjusted, mature teenager who understood that it was only hair. People are suffering with much worse. But it was still a little bit uncomfortable to walk down the hall and see people look at you like you have cancer or going through chemo. Oh, wow. So, that was a little bit awkward, but, yeah. you know, whatever. So how did you make the choice not to do the shots or whatever they wanted to inject into your scalp? Well, I think I did one. I think I did one injection because at the time I was like, yeah, cortisone creams, cortisone steroid puffers. I don't even know what, like, I don't even know what it was what, right? right. But I'm like, I, I think just the fact of like injecting a needle into my head 
didn't seem like a good idea. I was like, <laughs> you know, this is a little bit too close to home. I think I'm going to not go down this route. And that may have been the initial impetus for me to seek out alternative treatments. So I did like, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, some like weird concoctions that tasted like tree bark and I had to make this <laughs> tea every single day, homeopathy, all sorts of stuff. Nothing really worked, but it really started me on this journey to figuring this stuff out a little bit. And I wasn't hell bound to figure this stuff out at that age. But what it did really prompt me to do was to study kinesiology along, mm -hmm. I mean, that alongside the fact that I was just really you know, interested in health and fitness, want, kind of prompted me into that direction. So I did my degree in kinesiology, had a really good understanding of physiology, biology, anatomy, how to train the body, how to get it into great shape and do all this amazing stuff, but still clueless in nutrition. And even when I was playing professional soccer, I was eating like several crepes before a game with Nutella on them. Mm -hmm. I would have like, I was living in France, playing in France. So I was <laughs> I would go to the bakery and have like a whole baguette for myself, mm -hmm. just like terrible foods. And I didn't, I didn't know at the time. So when I finished playing soccer, I came back to Toronto and uh, through a series of events was introduced to a holistic nutrition school. And that was probably the most pivotal moment of my life because on the first day of the open house that I went to, I was blown away by some of the stuff I was learning. And I was like, wow, I just, you know, kind of graduated from one of the top universities in the world almost did a minor in nutrition and had never learned this stuff. And yeah. that was really interesting because I was like, wow, there's this whole world of, of stuff that I never knew. And so I asked one of my professors who is a naturopath, I said, um, do you think that my hair loss and all these other things that I had suffered with for years may be related to my diet? And she's like, absolutely, we see it every day. And I was like, what? Like, where have you been all this time? So it, it really gave me a sense of hope that, you know, tomorrow the future could be more positive than the past and that I could actually heal myself. And that's exactly what happened. I started to kind of like, as I was learning, to apply everything I was learning, clean up my body, clean up my diet. And within the space of a couple of weeks, my hair started to regrow. All of my issues went away. My energy actually like went through the roof in the space of a couple of days. And it was unbelievable. So that was a huge thing for me. And I was like, you know, if I didn't know this stuff, there must be billions of people who don't know this stuff. Yeah. And that was, that was, I think that was for me, the seed was planted for really doing this in a, at a much bigger level. And at the time I was working one-on-one -on -one with clients, both on the fitness side and nutrition side. And I, and I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't enjoy working 12 hours a day. It's like, I just want to get this message out to more people. And that's what I was able to do eventually with, uh, with the internet. But just to go back to your um, initial question, Susie, with respect to, you know, feeling awkward about it and kind of a traumatic experience, what was actually worse was about four years ago, my hair started falling out again. Mm. So I didn't realize why that had happened. It took me like two years, maybe even three years to figure this out. And then I kind of pieced it back to the fact that I took my son to the doctor one day. And while I was there, my doctor was just like, hey, while you're here, you might as well just get a tetanus shot. And I was like, oh, I didn't even no. think of this. Oh, and I was God. like, I'm like, yeah, why not? And I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I don't get vaccines ever. Like even my kids. Wait, are not why vaccinated. was he giving you a tetanus shot out of nowhere? Uh, believe me, I wish I had questioned that. Just okay, because usually just that's like 
Yeah, usually that's for a specific reason, like you stepped on a nail or you've been exposed. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Be- because just- they make money for every shot they sell, but please go But on. this is Canada, yeah, though. Probably. <laughs> oh, no, I don't crazy. know about you're Canada. In, you're in, yeah, he's you're in right. Canada. It's probably health- the same. It's probably the same, right? It's all messed up. So got the shot, and within a couple of weeks, my hair started falling out again. Wow. And I, I didn't really piece those two together. I thought it was like the stress of having a, you know, a young child and all this stuff, and maybe that was part of it. But you know, understanding how vaccinations can just like ruin your immune system that was a really big, uh, big thing for me. So anyways, at this time, I already had an established business online, you know, millions of views on YouTube, you know, we've helped hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, like, I got to hide this somehow. Mm-hmm. So I started using my wife's makeup to paint on my eyebrows for like a year and a half. Wow. Every single day I was painting on eyebrows. It was crazy. And when I think about it, I'm like, well, I must have been on drugs or something. Like, what was I thinking? But it was, again, I was just, I felt ashamed to just really kind of reveal my true self I hear and eventually through a series of events and some discussions I said you know enough is enough and this this is crazy so the scariest moment in my life that I can you know more or less honestly recall was uh, the day that I shot the video for my YouTube channel where I had no makeup on and it was completely as I am today no eyebrows no nothing and basically just saying hey guys here's the situation Here's what's going on. And I'm never scared going on stage or speaking in front of an audience or a camera. But that was the only time in my life where I was more or less petrified. And so that was interesting. But I'm happy that I did it because it gave myself permission to be myself. And it gave permission to a lot of other people to be themselves as well. So it was was a really a good process to go through. I mean, that's such a beautiful story. And thank you for being like honest and truthful. And I understand covering it up for a while. I feel like I would have done the same thing because you're like, oh, I'm this person that is supposed to say, you know, you can heal yourself. And then here I am suffering from a health problem. And that happens all the time. Look, Mm -hmm. people that are healthy still deal with shit (laughs) you know like stuff is still gonna happen it's trying it's just trying to do your best in every way that you can so i really appreciate that and i love when you told us about your aha moment because it's like that is why we do this podcast like could my diet matter could nutrition matter and when you have that moment and realizing everything you believed up until this moment was wrong is when everything is can change. And that's an opportunity. So I just love hearing your story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome. And so what was the reaction after you posted that video? It was overwhelmingly positive. I mean, it, it was funny because so many people like, you know, they commended me on having the bravery to to come out and do all that stuff. But also, you know, it gave them permission to just be more accepting of who they were, Yeah, which was I think a strategic byproduct of me wanted to shoot that video in the first place. And it was funny because like leading up and like leading up to that, you know, there's always those people on YouTube that leave these ridiculous comments and you know, I was like, Hey, what's up with your eyebrows and all this kind of stuff. And I, I mean, I understand that. Right. And like, even to this day, some people think I'm like, they're, like if they haven't seen my, they haven't followed my journey, if they don't know who I am, they're like, what's up? Dude? Like, are you going through chemo or something? And but I'm like, you know what? doesn't even matter. I don't even really care what people think anymore, but it's, it's, it was a good process to really go through because what I've realized is that, you know, as long as you accept yourself, like really that's all that matters. I mean, nothing else, no one else's opinion matters. I tell this to my team all the time because we get all these testimonials coming in for all of our different products and services we have. And I'm like, that's awesome. But to be honest, 
I know it's awesome because for me, the job is done when I'm in creation mode. Like when I'm creating, that is when I either know that's good or bad. Yeah. It's like when I played soccer, when I left the field, I was the only one that could say I did a good or bad job, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter what the score was. I either gave 100% or I didn't. And it's the same thing nowadays. It's like, you know, we've got these amazing testimonials coming in and I'm just like, that's awesome. But I just know internally that our stuff is great and we're doing great work just because I know in the creation of it that I've put my, my heart and soul into it. So it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So Yuri, on your website, which is chock full for all of our listeners is chock full of nutrition information, di- no, I don't want to say diet information, get, you know, tips on how to get fit videos, recipes. But on your website, I noticed that you had this, this is something that stuck out to me, which was when you're accepting of yourself, other people are far more accepting of you. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I, I think people see, I mean, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, they just see through the nonsense, right? They just see when there's, like, you just know when you meet somebody and they're not completely legit with you. There's just, like, something fishy going on. Mm-hmm. We, we can sense that. There's an energy to that. Yeah. And I think when you're concealing something, you're projecting that into the world somehow. And people pick up on that. I mean, we're, we're energetic beings and there's stuff that we're, we're picking. I mean, most, most communication is nonverbal, right? We're picking up on different cues that for the most part we're not aware of. So I think when you are accepting of yourself and you're, you feel good in your own skin, people resonate with that as well. And, you know, it's the same thing as if, you know, if you walk into a room and you like your shoulders are slumped forward and you, you hold yourself in a way that is not really charismatic, you have a very different presence than if you were to come into the room full of energy and, and light and so forth. So that's what that's that's what I think. It's very true. And I'm so influenced by other people's energy. Like I consider myself a generally happy person, but if I'm around a happy person, I'm like extra happy. And if I'm around a depressed person, I start going depressed. And I know that I have to create a boundary so that I can only vibrate where I'm supposed to vibrate, which is like at the highest authenticity of my being. But what I love about your story is the fact that what you guys just said that's on your website It's like the Marianne Williamson quote, when you shine, you give other people permission to also shine their light. So just by being authentic and being yourself, you're giving people unconsciously permission to shine and to be their authentic selves. And that is a law of attraction. People are attracted to that. And that's why probably you have, I don't remember, a million subscribers. Like I can't remember what you have, but a ton of, of subscribers and people following you. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's a great point you bring up because, you know, a lot of people feel whether it's like their success like financially or health or like a lot of times you outgrow your peer group and you feel bad sharing your successes because you don't want them to feel bad. But the reality is like when you you cannot bring people out of darkness with more darkness, right? Mm -hmm. You can only bring people out of darkness with light. Yes. So, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, listen, don't convince your husband to eat well. Just you do it, live it inspire others and let that light shine and infect other people. And that's how you create change. It's not by like debating and trying to force people to do stuff. It's, it's living it yourself and being that inspiration where other people are like, wow, this person is legit. You know, maybe it's my wife or my husband and what they're doing is working. I think maybe I'll try it as well. 
I totally agree. It's like lead by example, be the light and the other people will then become the light that you are. And I I just think that's so beautiful. So tell us about what you teach, what you promote, and really what your core beliefs are that you want to share with others, whether it's through your books, your YouTube channel, anything else. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the core, I mean, we have a whole manifesto on our blog somewhere. I think it's under the Star Share section, but it's, you know, we're really about, I'm not about fanaticism. I'm all about progress instead of perfection. I'm not like, I'm not the guy that says, listen, you can never have bread, you can never have dairy. I don't, none of my recipes contain those ingredients, but I'm also very realistic in the fact that, listen, I enjoy pizza. So for me to not be authentically sh- telling people about that or to think that or to have people think that I never eat bad foods is completely incongruent with who I am. So for me to say like you have to be perfect and you have to eat clean all the time, even though that would be maybe a message that is more pertinent to other people, for me it just doesn't jive, right? So I'm like, listen, you know, eat clean most of the time, do your best. If you fall off the bandwagon, if you go to a party, if you have a birthday, whatever, just enjoy it, right? Yeah. Enjoy life. Whatever. So that's kind of a part of my a big part of my message when it comes to food, food for me is very much about eating real foods, moving towards more plant-based, but not being, you know, you don't have to be vegan or, or, or vegetarian, but understanding that the secret to health, like it doesn't matter what issue you have, can for the most part be alleviated by eating more plant-based foods because that's where all the micronutrients are, that's where the alkalinity is, that's where all the fiber is. So, I mean, there's, you know, oodles of research that supports that. So that's at a, at a kind of a foundation, kind of my premise with respect to food. On the exercise side of things, I'm a big believer in, in minimum effective dose, like less is more. We live in a society that preaches, or not preaches, but there's kind of like a, a subtone to our culture, which is like, if this is, if some is good, more must be better. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of these infomercial type of workout programs where it's like seven days a week, two hours of workout, and you're just like sweating the whole time and like you're left exhausted. And yes, you will get results following that type of program. However, it will burn you out. And I'm talking from experience here as a former pro athlete and then strength coach for seven years at the University of Toronto where I worked with hundreds of elite athletes. I've seen firsthand what too much exercise does to the human body. It's the same thing as if you drove your car a million miles. Mm -hmm. It's going to break down. It's simple wear and tear. So understanding that it's about doing or exercising more intelligently instead of harder. And I'm a huge believer, especially for women, that you have to be lifting heavy weights, right? So those five-pound dumbbells, just throw them in the garbage. Wait, why? Wait, let's talk about this. Yeah, we want to know everything. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Because I I speak from, I'm just for myself. I know when I do more than five, stick to the five-pound dumbbells (laughs) because when I go above that, I bulk up like an Eastern European Olympiad. So (laughs) Why? So, I mean, fitness and exercise, I mean, there's so many different protocols that it can be confusing. But here's the thing. First and foremost, if you want to stay lean, the most important component of leanness is your metabolic rate and specifically your basal metabolic rate. Your basal metabolic rate accounts for 75% of the calories you burn every day. So, if you did nothing but lay down in bed all day, that's your, your basal metabolic rate is the number of calories you burn at rest. It's okay. the resting metabolic rate. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest f- determinant of your basal metabolic rate or resting metabolic rate is your lean body mass, aka your muscle. 
So if you have two people that are both 200 pounds, one is 10% body fat, the other is 30% body fat, which one's going to have the higher basal metabolic rate? The one, one with more muscle. Exactly. So the one that's 10% body fat because they have more lean mass. Mm -hmm. So you can be the same. And this is why it's important not just to look at your weight, but to look at your leanness, your percent body fat. Because a lot of times when you start a strength program, you actually can put on a little bit of weight, but it's actually not reflective of the fat that you're losing. Right, right. So again, the most common question women, you know, or the, the most common objective, as you mentioned, is that, okay, well, I start lifting weights, I bulk up. Certain women, are you, Susie, are you more of a, would you, would you consider yourself kind of more mesomorph in terms of body type? Is that pear shape? I mean, What's a, a mesomorph? More, mesomorph is more kind of like it's easier for you to put on muscle. Yeah, it's pretty easy for me to, when I use free weights with my arms, it's pretty easy for me to, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm doing sure. yoga and like a ballet bar inspired workouts, no, then I'm, then it, I tend to get like the lean look. If I'm lifting weights, my muscles do bulk up. And what type of repetition range are you using for the weights? It depends. Sometimes I follow like video workouts. It, it, sometimes I go to the gym and do classes. It depends. So what I want, the message I try to get across to women is you want to be lifting heavy weights, very low repetitions. So okay. in strength training, you have a, there's different spectrums of, of repetition ranges and how those impact your body. So for instance, if you want to build muscle, you're going to be working in a repetition range of let's say 10 to 15 reps, minimal rest so that you just exhaust your muscles. What I'm talking about is really focusing on strength because when you focus on lifting heavy weights that you can only lift, let's say, four to six times, you're not getting into that range of packing on muscle. But the cool thing is that when you lift heavy weights, you stimulate more muscle fibers. And the more muscle fibers you stimulate in any given exercise, the more calories you burn during the exercise, but it also gets you stronger. And strength is the precursor to muscle. So if you're lifting five-pound weights, there's really no stimulus to really build or maintain muscle. If you're lifting 50 pounds, assuming you can do it properly, that's a very, very different proposition. So the whole idea is to understand how and what type of exercises to use, what type of reps or kind of weights to use for the right repetition ranges, and how to what type of um, lifting, I guess, tempo, if you will, to use during the list. There's a lot of technicalities and this is why I do what I do because I, I try to make life easy for people by just saying, listen, if you want to burn fat, here's the protocol to follow, right? Do these specific exercises, this repetition range at this tempo, and then you can throw in some higher intensity interval training, whether that's on a cardio machine or using body weight stuff to kind of increase your, your fat burning potential even further. But another thing for, especially for women as well as men to think about is like, you don't have to do a, an hour of weights and then an hour of cardio. If you do things properly, so most of the workouts that I prescribe from a fat-burning perspective work out to be about 60 minutes a week. So I'm talking about three workouts, 20 minutes each, and that's basically cardio strength combined. I'm in. So, Sign me yeah. up. <laughs> well, exactly. So I'm going to challenge you guys if you want to try this. Okay. Yes. So if you take an exercise – I'm talking about, again, getting a lot of muscle involved, right? The more muscle you get involved, the more oxygen is required to move your body, right? Okay. So there's a very different feeling than it. Like if you did a bicep curl, that's a, that's a very small movement. Like an abdominal crunch, it's a very small movement. Mm -hmm. 
By contrast, if you did a squat or a squat press where you're moving the weights from, let's say, a couple feet off the floor to above your head, now you're getting a huge amount of muscle involved and therefore more oxygen is required. Mm. You do that with a heavy enough weight, you're going to start to huff and puff. You're going to feel your body temperature increase. You're going to sweat a little bit. Those are three indicators of a cardiovascular workout. So if you did that type of exercise, maybe follow it with a set of push-ups and you're giving yourself minimal rest in between. So let's say you did six reps of the squat press at a challenging weight. You rested 15 seconds. You did max number of push-ups. That's whatever that might be. 15 seconds off. You do a set of lunge walks with a good heavy weight. So you're maybe doing a total of, let's say, eight. So four on each leg. Then you work in a set of pull-ups. You're going to be sweating. You're going to be, you're going to be huffing and puffing. And... That's all just based on the way you set up a workout. And the thing is, most people are not trained professionals when it comes to athletic conditioning. So they just, they're not really sure what to do, right? And that's why it's really important to have a coach or to follow a proven program or to have a trainer in person because they can give you the little nuances that you may not know otherwise to really get better results in a fraction of the time without burning yourself out in the process. This is so interesting. Thank you for sharing this with us because like just for an example for me, I'm a member of this thing called ClassPass. And what ClassPass does is it allows you to go to all these different studios in your neighborhood and try the classes. So it's really fun. It's really mentally stimulating. But what I've noticed is it doesn't matter if I go five days a week for a month or if I go three days in the entire month, nothing changes. And I think it's because I'm not doing what you're saying. These are all long sustained. It's all Pilates, yoga, and like low impact exercise. Now it's very challenging and I enjoy it, but it's not making any long-term changes. It's not making you huff and puff? Only once in a while do they make me huff and puff. But I've taken those classes where in two minutes you're huffing and puffing, where these are more like long sustaining classes. So it's a very different way of working out. So this is really interesting to me because I was kind of, you know, of the mindset of myself like, okay, I I can't really change things unless I like, you know, worked out three hours a day and like did something completely unsustainable like you were saying earlier. But maybe, look, I'm totally willing to try it. I think this is fascinating. There's definitely a time and place for the like the longer recovery type of workouts, right? I love yoga. I mm-hmm. think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually introduced yoga to the University of Toronto men's soccer program when I was working there. Awesome. And the guys were like, what are you doing? We're going to do yoga several times a week. And I was like, yeah. But again, I, I took, I had been doing yoga for a little bit before I obviously introduced it to them. And I'm not a yogi. I'm not a yoga instructor. But I, when you understand how the body works, it's pretty easy to pick stuff up. Yeah. And we did a modified kind of flow. It took about 20 minutes. We did it three times a week. In the space of three months, we reduced our injury rates by 82%. And That's awesome. The guys, again, these are guys like, you know, college guys who are thinking, you know, I'm a man, whatever. Yeah. You know, they felt so much lighter. They're like their legs felt better. They were recovering, they were recovering faster. They had more mental clarity, more focus before the games. And to this day, even though I'm not at the university anymore with them, they still incorporate that because it's made such an impact on the program. It's almost just part of the culture there now. So I love yoga. And I, lo- I mean, I, I really get people to think of it. Listen, if you're exercising 60 minutes a week, that's really not a lot of time mm-hmm. compared to the number of waking hours you have. So think about working out less, but moving more mm. and spending a good amount of time in recovery. So by recovery, I'm talking recovery and movement are kind of one and the same for me. So, you know, you do a workout. Awesome. 
then you don't, you're not just going to sit around all day, right? So you want to be using things like walking, like just general movement, some dynamic exercises, maybe some foam rolling, some soft tissue work on your own if you want, just to keep your body limber and supple. Because when you sit down all day, that's where things start to go south. I mean, that's when your body gets tightened up and seized up and no amount of exercise is really going to counteract that. Right. And so it's really important just to move and strategically use those smart workouts throughout the week. So where can Susie and I, and of course our other female 30-something listeners, go to find the workouts that we can do 20 minutes, three times? Yeah, it's a good question. So we've got a... So these workouts that I'm referring to are part of my all-day fat-burning diet book. Okay. We actually just released the workouts kind of on their own. And the I'll give you a special URL because the URL is a little bit long. So if you go to yurialkame.com. Spell that, please. <laughs> uh, Y-U-R-I-E-L-K-A-I-M.com forward slash... Uh, the link is in live yet because I'm making up a redirect in my head here. So I'll have to set it up afterwards. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> forward slash fat loss workouts. Fat loss workouts. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll, I'll make sure that that's set up by the time we're good to go. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Now, can we go back to something that you were talking about earlier when you said that you went to school and learned kinesiology? So it's funny because I think when people think of kinesiology, they think of muscle testing and like applied kinesiology, which is probably more popular in Europe. Basically, what I studied was a mastery of, of kind of human movement, more or less. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I loved physiology, cellular biology, all of these things that seem really technical, but they have served me immensely in my business because what I love to do is teach. So if I can teach somebody, for instance, why their body is not going to be burning fat as effectively if they're producing lactic acid mm -hmm. and give them a simple understanding of why that happens, that's something I remember learning in fourth year cellular physiology. And you know, now I'm able to take that complex process and distill it down for people to understand that, listen, you know, maybe doing intervals of 30 seconds to 45 seconds might not be the most effective way to burn fat because there's a lot of research that shows if you do short bouts of 6 to 10 seconds where your body is not producing lactic acid, you're able to actually tap into more fat as a fuel source. Mm. So it's, it's real. There's a lot of interesting stuff like that. So anyways, that's kind of the stuff that I learned. So I did a lot of anatomy what else? Uh, biomechanics, athletic conditioning type stuff, uh, sport medicine. So a lot of my classmates went into physiotherapy, chiropractic, some went into sport medicine, and then a bunch went into teaching at regular schools. I'm pretty much the only guy, only person who <laughs> ventured out into his own and actually started a business that for more or less kind of applies everything that I was learning in a more applicable way. All right. And we're going to talk about all about entrepreneurship and how you built your business when we come back with Yuri. Today's show is sponsored by the Global Healing Center. You know them. We talk about them all the time. You know that all their products are organic, are free of GMOs, use no toxic ingredients, are eco-friendly. And you know that I'm obsessed with their Parfait Visage. And I'm obsessed with their Aquaspirit Refreshing Spray. And you know we scored a discount code for you to get 20% off of their products. Yep. Use coupon code FOODHEALS to get 20% off plus free shipping on your purchase at globalhealingcenter.com. 
You are listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, we're back with Yuri Elkame, YouTube health coach. Yuri knows firsthand how much your diet can affect your health. And Yuri is passionate about spreading the word. His website and YouTube videos offer a wealth, and we mean a wealth, of information on how to lose weight, how to incorporate superfoods into your diet, and how to make any type of body transformation possible. That's right. Yuri wants to help us all live life in a body we love. So Yuri, where do we start? Where do we start loving our bodies? <laughs> I know that's a loaded, well, grand yeah. question. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. I mean, that's like the the golden question of life, I guess. Almost. <laughs> I think you start with being realistic as to where you are, right? So if you look in the mirror and you're like, "Okay, I'm I'm fat," I should probably be honest about that and be like, "Okay, I've got 50 pounds to lose." Mm-hmm. And don't beat yourself up in that process, right? Just be accepting of where you're at, but don't accept it in the fact that like, okay, this is, this is my fate. I'm going to be fat forever. Right. Just acknowledge where you're at and just be really honest about it because otherwise you're just lying to yourself and that's not going to really get you anywhere. So honesty and acceptance of where you're at is important. Second is obviously to set a goal, right? So set a goal. What is it that you want to achieve Give yourself a deadline, you know, give yourself some very specific measurable things that you can achieve and, and work towards. But also, just as importantly, is really establish your why. Like, why is it important that you change? Like, why is it important that you lose 50 pounds? Mm-hmm. And what I like to encourage people to do is, is ask why to three levels deep. Because when you ask somebody, okay, well, why do you want to lose weight? Well, so I can fit into my clothes or whatever they might say. That, that first answer is like superficial nonsense. Mm. When you go a little bit deeper, okay, well, why is it important that you fit into your clothes? Now we're starting to get a little bit deeper and like closer to the truth. And then that answer is still a little bit more superficial or a little less superficial. But if we ask another why is that important, now we're going to start to get to the truth. And at the end of the day, for most people, it's so that they feel happy and better about themselves. Yeah, right? absolutely. More or less. So let's, you know, use that as a fuel to help you get through those tough times Because the other really important thing that a lot of people underestimate is how challenging starting something new can be. Mm -hmm. And I think we all know this, but we we tend to think, okay, I'm going to start this new diet, this new workout program, and like I'm going to, I'm expecting amazing results in like a week. Some people might, some people might not. But here's what I like to encourage people to do is really like think about negative visualization. So go into something, go into a new endeavor with the mindset that it's going to be challenging because it's going to be challenging. If you've never worked out before, you're going to feel sore. And if you're not anticipating that, then you're going to be like, well, what is this? I don't want to feel like this. But if you go into it knowing that most likely you're going to feel sore for the first couple workouts, you're like, hey, it's okay. It's part of the process. I understand this. It goes away over time. Another thing is, you know, with the negative visualization is to, is to foresee potential obstacles in your mind before they occur and figure out solutions before you're even in the situation. Okay, I've got a Christmas party coming up. Most likely there's going to be these these temptations. This can be there. That person's going to be there. How do I solve the potential obstacles well before that happens? Mm -hmm. And again, your brain doesn't know the difference between something you vividly imagine and something you actually experience. Mm -hmm. So when you prepare your physiology with that type of visualization, when you get into the situation, 
you're just like, hey, it's, you know how to respond and it's not, you're not caught off guard. So I think that's really important. Again, like even, again, this is more meta level stuff before even thinking about the specific like workout or, or nutrition tactics. I mean, I love visualization. I think it is such a powerful way to really attract what you want to happen in your life. And I love what you're saying. Like the mind can't tell the difference. And so why don't you convince yourself, your cells, your mind, your unconscious being that you are already where you want to be, that you have already done what you want to do. And I think this also applies to entrepreneurship, building a business, to doing what you love in life, to bringing, to doing something that makes your passion turn into your paycheck or makes your passion at least a big part of your life, whether it makes you money or not. Can we talk a little bit about how you got started and really how you built this brand to the level it is now? Yeah, totally. So I started off as a trainer and nutritionist working 12 to 14 hours a day and then working at the University of Toronto as a volunteer pretty much for seven years. Mm. And I was getting home at like 10 o'clock at night, never seen my girlfriend who's now my wife and, and our then dog who's now our our oldest dog and I was like this is before I had kids and I'm like there's no way I'm living this life when I have kids right and so I just kind of set the intention I'm like listen I need to figure something out I need to figure out a way to leverage myself and get my message in front of more people and this is just when the internet was you know just getting out of like dial-up for instance right so it was becoming a bit more prominent yeah and I was working with a coach at the time more on like kind of the the personal side of things more than just business and I was telling him about some things I wanted to do and not do anymore. And he, he recommended a call to give his who did some web development. So he was like, you know, why don't you set up a website? And I was like, sure. And that's what I did. And, it, you know, I think it's still up online somewhere, but it was pretty crappy and <laughs> pretty ghetto. And I also had a client who at the time said, why don't you put your voice on tape? And I was like, hold on, that's a really good idea. Because <laughs> the iPod had just come out. Nobody online was doing follow-along workouts. It was all downloadable ebooks, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not really inspiring to work out with like a printed page beside you. And I knew the biggest obstacle holding people back was not having a trainer working there right beside them. So I set aside time during my day while I was still training clients at the gym. While the other trainers were in the office talking about the latest Maxim cover, I went into the other office, closed the door, and I said, between these two clients, I'm going to spend 30 minutes to start creating my first products. And at the time, I had no idea about marketing, positioning, branding, none of that stuff. I'm just like, I have an idea. I'm going to create this product. And basically, I took two weeks off at Christmas to record all the workouts. So basically, mm-hmm. like as we're talking here, all of the workouts I created and all of the workouts I've created since then are all follow along. So basically, I'm on your headphones guiding you every step of the way through your workouts. And... We were you know, pretty much the first company in North America to develop that technology or that solution. And I thought it was awesome. And my first year in business, we did $6,000 online, which obviously doesn't, doesn't go very far. <laughs> so I, I really had to figure out how to market, how to get this stuff out to more people. So I thought that I could figure this stuff out on my own. I was going to be the rugged individualist and do this, you know, without anyone's help. Sure, sure. And, you know, and for three years, I kind of struggled. Then I had an epiphany at the end of 2009. I was like, I got to do something different next year. Something has to change because I'm not getting to where I want to get to. Mm-hmm. So I made the commitment to find a mentor or a coach or join a mastermind and start going out to live events, actually meet other human beings in yes. the space. Yes. So the following quarter, which was the beginning of 2010, I went to four different events. One of the events I 
saw this guy speak from stage. I was like, boom, there he is. He's a coach. And I want to be part of his mastermind. At this time, I didn't really, I think it was like a $12,000 investment, which is really not that much for a mastermind nowadays. But back right. then I was like, I don't know if I can afford this. How am I going to make it happen? Mm -hmm. But I just knew that's what I needed to do. So it was a scary first step in terms of moving in the right direction. But it was a very, very good first step because I started, you know, from that mastermind, I, I built some very, very strong relationships in our space. Yes. And more or less met all of the, the important players in the online health space at the time. So that's kind of where it all started to snowball. And then over the coming, you know, year or two, I started to really put into practice a lot of the stuff that I was learning about, you know, how to generate leads, how to position yourself, how to write copy, how to how to be a, a better email communicator, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it's, it's made a huge difference. And so from that time, it's, I guess it seems so long ago now, but I mean, now I'm kind of considered one of the, the kind of the go-to experts among health experts to help them grow their online business. And so we started this whole other division called Healthpreneur, which is kind of as the name implies, all about helping other health experts how to grow their online business to the next level. And our mission is to help a thousand healthpreneurs 10x their online business so that collectively we can help a billion people on the planet by 2040. Because I really believe that if I can help you or the next person or the next person, you know, 10x your business online, that has a massive trickle effect on everyone else you touch. And what I can't stand in the guru space are these people who read a book, take a course, get a certification, and then consider themselves experts. Yes. And what I do is I'm like, here's exactly what I'm doing in my health business. Here's what you can yep. try as well. And again, that just goes back to authenticity and transparency because I think there's a lot of nonsense out in the, you know, quote unquote, internet marketing space. And, you know, I want to show people, okay, this is what I'm doing outside of the business in which I'm teaching you on how to make a business work and um, how you can, you know, take these very same principles and put them into practice for yourself. So it's it's been a lot of fun. I do. We actually just finished up a uh, high-level mastermind in Toronto a couple of days ago, and that was awesome. And I love doing those small workshops where I can really work closely with individuals to really get down into the trenches with them to figure out, okay, how can we make a breakthrough in your business? Let's get the work done. And uh, so they're leaving with momentum instead of like pages and pages and pages of notes and like feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. So I, it's, it's just, again, it goes back to me loving teaching, but I've kind of evolved just from teaching like the health stuff. Oh my God, Susie, he has no idea. You're like my soul brother. Like keep preaching. This is exactly, I feel the same way. And thank you so much because everything you said completely resonates with me. And I know it will a lot of our listeners as well. And I, I went down the same path. You know, I realized my business was at kind of a standstill and I had to go to the next level. And what I did was I started going to conferences, whether they were in person and I had to travel and get a hotel and pay for everything or whether it was just online. And then I started getting many 
mentors and joining masterminds. And that's when I went to the next level because not only are you learning so much valuable information about how to build your business, but you're also creating relationships that are going to last for the rest of your life. And those relationships, those become people that you can work with and partner with because you're proving to them what an amazing person you are and how amazing your business is. And then they actually want end up wanting to work with you, which is what's happened to us, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that's really, really great advice. And you got to invest in that a little bit. You can't start a business. You can start a business for free, but at some point you got to invest in yourself and in your dreams and then everything will come. So I really appreciate all of that. And yeah, welcome. yeah. And so what is your favorite thing that you do? Like what is, what gives you the most joy? Is it helping entrepreneurs? Is it making the YouTube videos? Is it all of the above? I think at, at this stage of my life and in my journey, it's really helping the entrepreneurs and really doing live in-person workshops. Mm-hmm. From a very young age, what I realized is like, I want to play soccer. And then I realized that probably in my mid-20s, that it wasn't the soccer, it was being on stage or on a stage that was really what drove me. So soccer was like the soccer pitch was a stage where you have thousands of people watching. Right. And it was almost like this kind of like this entertainer type of role that I saw myself playing. And so that's why like when I speak on stage and I've spoken on stage with the likes of like some very, very high level marketers, Jay Abraham, Frank Kern, all these other guys. And I've like, I'm consistently voted like the best speaker because for me, I'm, I'm just giving and giving awesome contents, but in a way that's just really fluid and I don't really get nervous when I'm on stage. And the same thing happens when I'm in these workshops. It's like, it's, it's just like, I don't need weeks to prepare. It's like, I know my stuff, I'm in my elements and I can just really get down and give people the goods to really take their business to the next level. So that's what I really love to do is do that kind of small deep dive in-person stuff, but not one-on-one because I've done the one-on-one consulting and I would just, I'd rather drive like a stake through my eyes than do that. <laughs> but the small groups where there's a good amount of synergy, you have some amazing collaboration happening is a lot of fun. And I just love strategizing. So if, like for me to sit down by by the river with a notebook and just strategizing is awesome. Like I love doing that and then being able to delegate that to my team to to execute. I love that. I'm the same way. Oh my God. So um, (laughs) I have to ask you a question. Earlier you said this, and I'm paraphrasing, so please forgive me, but you said the secret to health was eating more vegetables because of the micronutrients. What in your opinion is the secret to business? I think the secret to business, there's a lot of secrets, but I think one of them is persistence and finding your own voice. I say finding your own voice, not in the sense of like your brand or like your, your value proposition, but how you want to run your business. Because the trouble, and this is something I ran into and I, or that I realized with when you join a mastermind or you, you follow a specific mentor you're following their system. You're following what worked for them. Mm-hmm. And that's a, you have to be very careful of that because when somebody runs their business a specific way, it doesn't mean that that's the way you should run your business. Mm-hmm. Initially, you can try it because obviously there's a proven path there, but you also have to understand that, listen, you know, you're not the YouTube star that you're, you may be watching. You're not the podcasting dude who's getting 10 million downloads a month. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but either way, you are yourself and you have to figure out a business model that resonates with you and your strengths as well as like what are the resources that you have at your disposal? Do you have a team or are you all by yourself? 
right? Yeah, sure, you want to master ads and media buying, but is that your personality or is it better after you hire somebody who's great at doing that? So really being honest with yourself about, okay, here's what I'm great at doing. Here's what I really enjoy. Here's what I have the resources to accomplish and go make it happen. So like, for instance, like we shifted our business model about a year ago and this business model is really not feasible for most entrepreneurs unless they have a team surrounding them to execute because there's a lot of manpower, there's a lot of moving parts and it's fairly complex. But that's also a competitive advantage that we have because almost no one else is doing this. Yeah. So again, you have to be very careful of who you model and looking at people online, especially on social media and be like, oh my God, they have all this stuff and they're so happy. It's all nonsense. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> whoever's posting stuff on social media in the first place is never posting bad stuff. So right. you know, don't feel, don't feel bad if you're comparing yourself to other people because you shouldn't do that in the first place. But, um, just, you know, I honestly, I think it's actually probably better in most cases actually just not even go on social media because you'll probably be a lot better off and you'll follow your own path. Than <laughs> That's what I do. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Yuri. That you're val- like, it's a problem because I need yeah, to be more engaged is. in our it's Facebook uh, presence. But <laughs> that is what I do because it, I continually compare myself to other people. I sometimes would joke like Facebook is like brag book where everybody's bragging about the great things and maybe not so truthful. Yeah. And it makes you compare yourself to or I at least compare myself to other people. And it's mm-hmm. very hard. Yeah, it's fake book. I call it fake book. Fake book. Absolutely. Like, Go ahead. Oh, Wow great picture of your abs or great picture of like this awesome thing you just did. Now I feel like crap yeah, or, or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, personally, I use Facebook. We have a couple of Facebook groups for some of our customers and then we've got our page. But I really try to limit my time on there because I don't mind the Facebook groups because I'm in there for very specific reasons. Yeah. But it's the news feed yeah. that's the killer. Yep. If there was a way you could shut off the news feed and not be subjected to all the nonsense, it's like it's like – it's like being forced to watch the six o'clock news, right? It's just like, oh my God, like I don't want to see this stuff. And then you you come on one thing and you go down the rabbit hole and then you're like, where did my time go? And yeah, it's just very counterproductive. So one of the things that I use on my computer when I'm in like, when I'm in focus mode is a plugin or app, whatever you want to call it called, what is it called now? Oh my God, I just totally forgot. It's, uh, <laughs> okay. it's, uh, it's an app that looks like a, a skull and crossbones. And basically, it shuts off your internet. Like you can't, or it blocks specific sites. So mm-hmm. You can't go down the OCD loop of like Facebook, yeah, Gmail, yes. and all that other stuff, right? You're forced to just to stay focused on what you're doing, and it's awesome. So if I have like, you know, so for instance, right now I'm putting out this new webinar, and I blocked off like six hours. I just said shut the internet off or shut those specific sites off for six hours, and I can't even restart my computer to disengage it it's like it's it's done i need this so bad i was writing these classes all day that Susie and i are currently teaching and i was like every five minutes getting in because there's notifications pop up and i don't even know how to turn them off they pop up when i have an email they pop up when i have a facebook anything and i'm just like ah <laughs> i need this so bad it's called uh i believe it's called self-control app okay cool i'll look into (laughs) it we need an app for (laughs) self-control yes yeah because i mean like to be honest it's the same thing with food right your environment is always going to trump willpower Mm -hmm. so no matter how committed you are to not go down those different rabbit holes there's those moments where you get anxious in your work where you're just like i need a, a, a some type of distraction i'm like you know whatever or a thought comes in your head and you're like oh i'm gonna check this 
And if you're able to log on to the internet or those specific sites, it's game over. Mm-hmm. So we've all experienced how quickly a day just kind of evaporates when you start doing that stuff. So by not even giving yourself the option, it forces you to stay focused on on what it is that matters most. Yeah, that's such a good point. And um, I have a lot of freedom where I'm able to work from home a lot. And I work in offices too. But sometimes I have to leave my home and go to a coffee shop because I know that I need to play with the dogs. And I know that I could be doing laundry while I'm writing my whatever, you know, genius thing I'm writing that day, whatever it is. And so there's all these distractions that don't even have to do with social media. Social media is just like the new one of the past five years. And so it's really about focusing. And focus is actually an acronym for finish one course until completion. Because if your attention is divided into all these places, you can't really achieve. And, you know, I have a perfect example of this that I haven't told Food Heals Nation yet. I just told Susie today, but I got a book deal. Yay! Congrats. (laughs) Your first. Thank you so much. Your first? Yes. But my first one, yes. And what I had to do, you guys, is I didn't write. So I had six months to complete a proposal. I didn't write the proposal slowly over six months. I went out of town. I went to Palm Springs. I locked myself in a hotel room. I turned my phone off, except to just like call my husband and check in on my dogs. And I wrote for four days straight. And I was only allowed 30 minutes of chill out time per night. Like I stuck to the schedule and magic happened because I got the book deal a month later after I wrote that proposal. I spent four days of focus, no Facebook, no, you know, no emails. Like I had 30 minutes like to check emails and things like that. But all day, everything was off. And I just wrote and my passion came out and my true authentic self came out and my story was able to be told in that proposal. And it's like 20 pages or something. Now I got to write hundreds of pages for the book. So I'm going to spend a lot of time at Pump Springs with the phone turned off. But that's the point is if you can't focus, you can't achieve your goals. And so we've got to turn off. And I love social media. Our Facebook group is a, a wonderful, engaged community. I love social media when it benefits me. But yeah, like there is no point in looking at what your high school boyfriend is up to or looking at, you know, what your friends are up to every single minute of every single day. There is no point except to waste your time. And this is time that you could be spending healing your body if you have a nutritional deficiency or you're dealing with a disease. This is time that you could be spending meditating, manifesting what you want. This is time that you could be spending building your business if you're an entrepreneur like Susie, like Yuri, like myself. And so I just, I love everything. You're going to have to come back and tell us more because because we haven't even gotten to half the questions that we were going to ask. <laughs> it's true. Well, I'm going to say one more thing about that because this is kind of controversial. But as an, as an online entrepreneur, your most valuable activity is actually offline. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with being connected to the internet. You writing a book does not require you to be online, right? Yes. You just need like a Word doc. Yes. Then you can like hop online and send it to whoever needs to be sent to you. Right. You know, me creating a webinar doesn't require online presence. You know, writing emails doesn't require a connection to the internet. And, you know, realizing that like the most valuable activity for like the real, like, you know, the head of the business is not being connected to the internet Mm -hmm. until you have to, to just like disseminate the information. That is so interesting. It's so true. It is very true. Think about like whatever it is that moves your business forward has nothing to do with the internet. Like this recording Obviously, we're connected by the internet, but like you don't have to be on. We're just recording this, right? And then we're just talking. On, we're having yeah, a conversation. We're yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And it's funny because when I was in college, we weren't as connected as we are now. But now, you know, people can't even pay attention in class and they're being prescribed ADD medication like on the daily basis because they're sitting there with their laptops. And instead of taking notes, they're on Snapchat, Facebook, you know, the list goes on and on. And, you know, I didn't have that. And therefore, I had a really great education. And, you know, everything I learned back in college, I used to this day. How many years later? 10 15 years later, I can't remember when I graduated, um, 2004, 2006, 12 years later, I'm still using all that knowledge. And now, you know, I feel like it's like an epidemic with millennials. And I'm technically on the cusp of like, am I a millennial? Am I a generation X? No one knows. I'm right in the middle <laughs> in all the articles. I don't know which one I am, but I'm definitely more of the, you know, as much as I'm embracing social media for my business and as a, you know, a way to spread my message of health and my message of wanting, you know, helping people learn how to heal themselves, it's also you got to step back and you go, authentically, why am I here? What am I doing? And how can I best present the message? And wasting time on social media is not the best way to do it. Though it's an important tool, it's not the only tool in your tool belt. Your tool is yourself. Your tool is your knowledge, your experiences, and your story. Mm -hmm. Anyways, all right, Yuri, thank you so much for being here. I can tell you right now, Susie and I would love to have you back to get Absolutely. to some of the things we didn't we didn't quite get a chance to get to. But please, let's talk about before we leave you how to take your free health score quiz. Yeah, so you can go to our blog at yurielkame.com. So that's Y U R I E L K A I M. Maybe I should just change my name. So like. No, I, I just like assume people can spell it, but most people can't. <laughs> but so, if you, uh, I will yeah. say, if you type it into Google and you misspell it, Google figures it out because you're well known enough, so you're good. Sure, <laughs> you actually might come up with a lot of Japanese female singers. Apparently, oh really? I didn't, I didn't <laughs> get that. Did you get that? No, not no. the last name, okay. but the first name. <laughs> okay. But anyways, uh, yeah. So historialcame.com, <laughs> and then we've got a free health score quiz at the top of the blog there, which will give you. It's actually a really uh, simple quiz, twenty questions, but it's based on pretty much the exact type of assessment that's been distilled down that I used to use with my clients in person. And it gives you a pretty accurate reading based on some symptoms and signs that you might be experiencing. So that's um, a cool thing that we have for all the visitors to the site. Awesome. And Susie, you took it. I took it. How'd you do? I got 78. (laughs) Pretty good. That's a B plus. Yeah, no, I, was always an a, I was always an A student, so I was like, that's not good enough. But it said I was on my way, so. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Susie, you're a work in progress, but I feel like you'd be an A to me. Thank you, thank you. you. No, I, I admittedly <laughs> could do better in terms of taking care of my body, particularly I've fallen off my workout you know, regimen and take care of my body that way, but I'm better about what I eat. Well, one of Susie's very important entrepreneurial endeavors separate from the podcast has been taken off. So look, girl, you're busy. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. There you go. Good stuff. All right, Yuri. So where can everyone find you online, stalk you, follow you, everything like that? Well, I would say social media, but I don't spend a lot of time on there. So (laughs) so my blog definitely is, you know, if you want some great information, Facebook, just type in yurielcame.com and on the business side, if you're interested in growing your online business, if you're in the health space, you can check out healthpreneurgroup.com mm-hmm. and we're, uh, we're building a really, really awesome community of other health experts, personal trainers, nutritionists, naturopathic doctors, you know, really anyone who cares about improving uh, somebody else's health 
and uh, and really taking that to the next level. So those are the uh, the best places. And YouTube, you have YouTube. such great videos. Yeah. <laughs> wa- I watched some YouTube, of them. YouTube, I've got a podcast. I mean, like, sure, there's a lot of other things, but I would say, I mean, YouTube. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a lot of videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. We we really enjoyed your YouTube channel, so we're gonna shout that out. So cool. find you Thank can you. find that just by searching your name. And can you leave us with a tweetable for our listeners to tweet to you, even if you don't, even if you're not on, you can. <laughs> a tweetable. Uh, okay, I'll just I'll, I'll say one that I tell everyone: How you heal anything is how you heal everything. Love it. Yeah. If you're eating to prevent cancer or heart disease, you're gonna have a lot of strategic byproducts that are gonna help you lose weight and have a lot more energy. So uh, you see it all the time, right? I improved my diet and everything else got better. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, how you heal anything is how you heal everything. I love, love it. it. Thank you Jinx. so much. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you, Yuri. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Food Heals Nation, don't forget to join our mailing list so you can get all the juicy details when we launch our Food Heals VIP Club. Yep, sign up today and we will email you a discount code that you can use to get 20% off anything in the club. The Food Heals VIP Club is a members-only club and holistic lifestyle brand where we will teach you strategies and classes in the fields of nutrition, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. All our favorite things to talk about. All of our favorite things. (laughs) The Food Heals VIP Club is something we've been working on for a while now and We've just been putting our hearts and souls into it. It's been really fun and rewarding, and I just can't wait till we launch to bring you all this good stuff. So stay tuned for the launch date, but we are thrilled to bring you classes like how to do a juice cleanse, or if you are looking to add more vegan meals into your life, we're going to give you the perfect vegan meal plan for ultimate health, longevity, and vitality. Or if you have a health business like we do, we'll teach you the exact strategies we use to get sponsors, how to use affiliate marketing to build your business, how to attract more clients for your coaching business, how to rock the world of social media, and just so much more. And of course, we promise to get a little woo-woo on you and teach you all about energy healing in our manifestation classes and guided meditations, like how to manifest more money, or how to release food cravings, and even how to attract the one. I think we should get woohoo on them. <laughs> <laughs> so go to foodhealsvip.com. Sign up today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat in this dress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.